Welcome to Thriller Bitcoin. Welcome to Thriller Bitcoin. A vial of hope and a vial of pain. In the light they both look the same. Pour them out on into the world. And every boy and every girl it's the neon Bible. Neon Bible. Not much chance for survival. If the neon Bible is right. Take the poison of your age Don't lick the fingers when you turn the page What I know is what you know is right In the city it's the only light It's the neon Bible Neon Bible Not much chance for survival If the neon Bible is right doing it again Jose we at it again we at it again back we, on Thriller back on Thriller what time was that? this is the second time right third time dude you come on all the time <laughs> so it feels like yeah, <laughs> glad on. to be back man come on you like what was, how many times you've been let me fix this thing Oh, there's a crap out of me. That's a true audio guy right there looking at the wires, the cables. It's just can you move that thing down? What do you want? This? Right, no, the the little ratchet thing right there. Yeah, this? perfect. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. Man, the guy doesn't want me to put the microphone high. I want it's to just distracting. I'll I'll keep looking at it the whole time and I'm just like, it'll just I'll just focus on that instead of your eyes, you know. Too professional. <laughs> no. Barely. What's up, brother? So yeah, dude. Uh we we recorded a pod at the commons we did. on uh was it Wednesday, Tuesday? Uh, a few days ago. Yeah, a few yeah, days ago. I forget what day it was. Depends on when you listen to the show. Uh, that's going to come out tomorrow. Depends on when you're listening to the show. <laughs> I, I'm going to release this on Monday. Yeah. So this is kind of like, if you haven't, if you're hearing this right now, probably go to Talking in Bits. Yeah. Search for it on Fountain. Listen to that episode first. This is a continuation of that episode. Word. So this is, there's a part, part one, part two. It's a part two. Are you naming that one part one? Oh, I call that. Uh, what did you call it? You don't have Tom Brady in your Serato. <laughs> you ain't got no Tom Brady in your Serato Word And if you want to know what we're talking about Go check out the oh, episode wow. Yeah that's a good one Yeah Dang, that's yeah. a really good thing So I was just going to call this like real talk Because like I, We do always have real last talk Last time I had the real talk conversation Hard in the paint conversation It was with you Yeah yeah I You're mean, really the only guy besides Vlad I can talk real about Real shit Shout about. out to Vlad Yeah uh, I think we bring up Vlad every time we get together too We have a There's a synergy there Who else keeps us. it real? That's real, yeah. I mean, I don't, damn, I haven't been following. I, I'm not on social media anymore. You're off Twitter? I have it, but I don't, I'm not on it. There's, there's two different things, right? So that's probably the only social media app I've installed on my phone. Notifications are muted, badges are muted. Um, and then every now and then somebody shares something with me, so I'll click and go over so I could kind of be in tune. But because of that, I'm out of tune with a lot of things, yeah. especially in the Bitcoin space. How do you get your news now? Um, I, I, I like to go with the old philosophy if it's important enough, it'll get to me. Somebody, one of my circle, somebody in my network will share with me or they'll say something about it. Or it'll just be so damn big that you can't avoid it. And I think that was the way we consumed information when I was growing up as a kid, right? So 100%. Um, I think it's better for the mind. I think it's better for time, right? We don't, I think everybody listening can relate to that morning where they sat on the toilet, were on Twitter, legs got numb. You sat there for too fucking long and you realized you had immediate anxiety. And the reason is, is not because of anything you scrolled by. It's because you realize you just blew an hour of your life sitting on the toilet, 
listening to uh, watching noise, right? There's no signal, rarely any signal on Twitter. So um, I still call it Twitter. That's how out of tune I am. I know it's X, but I don't call it that because I'm not on that. So um, do you think it's going to turn into this is just I want your opinion because I don't think you've said this publicly or maybe you have. But mm. do you think it's going to turn into a WeChat? Do you think that's what he's trying to do over there? That's a good candidate. I mean, WeChat makes a lot of money. <laughs> it's a, like it's a good model to kind of follow, I guess, in a sense. Um, I don't know what he's trying to do. I think he's just caping to, um, you know, there's a like the free press crowd, right? Which we saw over 2020 elections, all that stuff, you know, that, you know, uh, Twitter was censoring media. So I think he found his market in that. Now, is it is it that Elon truly believes these, you know, freedom of speech principles, um, freedom of the, the social square principles, um, is it that he believes in those things and now he can do it, uh, show that belief inside of a product? Maybe there's a small part of that. But the entrepreneur in him, I think, just tells me he found the market of people that needed something. And now he's solving that for them, which means he's just going to make a ton of money. Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't know enough details about his life nor the following of Elon to know if he's righteous in his a- attempts to try to solve free speech uh, or if he just saw the cash bag, Scooge McDuck. I think I think he's just a thoroughbred like entrepreneur, 100%. And, and I also think that uh, he understands human nature better than any entrepreneur on the planet right now. Maybe Bezos a close second. Yeah, that's just my kind of opinion on it. Yeah, I'm with you. And he but, had the money to position himself there. Not everybody can buy a whole social media platform. Yeah, and and I think a lot of people that probably invested in that want certain things to happen. And I think sure he's a good little boy, and he'll make sure it happens. He's Good little boy away. He's, he's good at what he does, and that's just building shit. Right? Yeah. So, like, you got to give him that. I mean, his his resume is... It's kind of sad, though, impeccable. to see everybody willing to give up their privacy. And, and it's only going to get worse and worse. But even some people that I respect in the Bitcoin space, getting verified checks, and it's kind of sad, dude. It's like, it's kind of sad, but it's the game. And it's like, so I personally think it's inevitable that it turns into WeChat. Like, that's where I'm at right now. Maybe it's too yeah. doom, but... I think I think that's why Nostr and uh, Bitcoin is even more important now than, than it's ever been. It's, well, it's like funny, critical. It's funny you say that. I didn't listen to the whole 30 minutes of it, but I was watching a little bit earlier of, of, of Snowden on Bitcoin Amsterdam or whatever. And uh, he was basically just kind of like sounding the horn on what we all do know is that Bitcoin has a privacy problem. Um, so it's it's easy for us to say that because of cryptography and because of the you know, the anonymous nature of Bitcoin or of cryptography in itself, that we can actually sit here and say that we're solving something, but it's very easy to have non-privacy in Bitcoin too. Um, so I don't think Nostr might be this uh, a solution, uh, but I don't necessarily think base, lane, uh, base layer Bitcoin is a solution to privacy whatsoever. I actually think it's the opposite where you can see everything that's happening on base layer. Um, Lightning and other things like that definitely make that Paper trail, that's generalizing. Uh, the paper trail, a little bit harder to find. But yeah, I, I'm curious to go back and listen to the rest of that conversation uh, because he he definitely seemed adamant and he let off with that. Like, hey, Bitcoin is not private. Um, I don't know where it goes. I didn't finish it, but I'm fascinated that you said, um, you know, that we're, gonna, we're losing more and more privacy every day. We're working in Bitcoin, but base layer Bitcoin is still very out in the open. I, I think it's just a matter of upstream surveillance. And, and this is a thing that I've sure. I written about this week. It's just uh, the courts, uh, judicial courts, justice system, they they have routine, routinely and uh, proactively said that they're going to stay out of any type of debate when it comes to the stuff like the Snowden leaks and all that stuff. And I think they're doing everything 
as best they can with the constraints that they have in place, just based off of uh, what I've read. I personally think that uh, if we don't ha- get them to make a decision on where this upstream surveillance from people in power in our own government, uh, like where is the line on that? And yeah. uh, how do we get back safely to a, uh, I don't know, to the damn first amendment. <laughs> like, yeah. do, do you know what I mean? Like, like what, what like, like how, how much more, uh, do we have to endure before we get to a realization as a country on how much surveillance we want in our own lives? And, yeah. and I think when I look at Twitter and what Elon's doing, um, he's skating towards that. He, he's he's ushering it in, and I, I and I I'm very disappointed in people that I respect um, uh, in the Bitcoin space because they know better. Yeah, and, and they're verified, and uh, it's like. All you're doing is you're signaling to the masses um, because those people have a ton of influence. Yeah. And they're signaling to the masses that, hey, blue checks are okay. Let's usher in this new era of uh, upstream surveillance. And um, well, remember that. Like, to me, that's what, that's what that, that looks like to me. And uh, this is real talk. This is why yeah. I brought you on because we well, can have real talk. This is stuff I don't talk about, you know, yeah. privately or publicly because I just, I stay in my fucking lane. But like, I think it, it, it needs to be said right now because sure. it's just getting worse. Yeah. Um, well, those influencers and blue checks that you're speaking of uh, loosely is probably the same people that I was speaking about the other day with content over everything. Um, we won't get down there, but that this is what I mean, right? Like you guys have a role to play. You're just playing for the wrong team. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of that going on. That's what I mean by content over everything or, or in part. Um, but the other part of that is, is that like, I've been, maybe I've been reading a lot of, uh, I've been very reading Crypto Sovereignty from Eric Kaysen. Listeners are talking. Yeah, I need to check that out. The yeah. third person that's told me about that. Well, listeners of the show, I've already got a little uh, glimpse of it. But to what you're saying, when do, how much pain do we take or when do we get to the point um, as a society where, you know, enough is enough? The way thing, the way the current system is set up, that'll never happen. So in order for us, like basically the, the, the internet itself has been captured. Right. Like there, there is no way for you to publicly behave on the Internet uh, um, in an anonymous nature. Right. So the point I'm trying to make is if you read a lot of what Kaysen is talking about in crypto sovereignty, it has to go back to the core, you know, cryptogra- cryptographic principles of the Internet. Right. The cypherpunks, what they were trying to do and the cypherpunks and what they believed now is um, kind of like flashy in the Bitcoin space because, you know, everybody thinks or whatever. But if you really go back to their rules of the internet, it's it, 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 it's a lot more complex than what I'm about to say, but it basically boils down to this, having this uh, anonymous, basically making yourself digital. That sounds very weird the first time I heard it, right? Because it's like, how can we actually make ourselves digital? But what I'm starting to figure out is that the panopticon that is the surveillance state will always, it has already like dug itself into all parts of, of society now. But what you have to do is using cryptography as a weapon, you have to now make your belief system, your money, your life, basically, in, in, in an environment where they can't get a hold of it, where they can't do anything about it. And until we start figuring out or the tools become easier to do that, we will never shake out of this because the panopticon, I have a hard time saying that word, is designed to kind of keep you in the state where you don't know when they're watching, but they're always watching, Right. And 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 it, that led historically, if you listen to Kaysen's argument from, you know, con, uh, concentration camps to civil engineering camps to all these different types of camps have built under that same philosophy. So honestly, man, I don't think we get out of it until the tools of 
the tools and the ideals of being uh, of using cryptography become easier and more standard. Uh, because Jose, as you're speaking to him now, can say certain things, but the state can always use violence on Jose. Jose anonymously using cryptography to state the same exact things, they can't enact, enact their violence because they don't know who Jose is, right? So we need to explore those principles and use them correctly. And I think a lot of, you know, it's sort of like the word blockchain in nowadays is like a, like a thing. I think cryptography is not being spoken of the way it originally was intended to be used as a weapon, as a military weapon at that. That's the birth of cryptography. And now it's more of a, just a, a coiny, flashy crypto, cryptographic, you know, like even your email client will give you an update that says, now we cryptographically secure your emails. That's cool, but that's not saving nobody's life, right? What we need is to be able to use these tools of war to be able to make digital versions of ourselves where we can say what we want, we can do what we want, we can transact how we want, and we can live how we want. Because the current state is not going to allow you to live how you want. It's how they want. Gosh, dude. It's scary, man, but it's real. No, it's 100% real. We're yeah. living it, man. 100%. So like we, you and I, you know, we're professionals in this podcast thing. So we, we do say pretty much whatever it is that we want to say. But in the back of our minds, we understand that if the state wants to enforce, enforce its violence on us, it can. It'll send the police. It'll put you in court. It'll put you in jail. It'll fine you to fucking death, right? To your family or whatever. So it's like they can enact that will on us. The problem is, is that we're not saying anything controversial that bothers the state. We're not even rocking that giant, right? Um, but what if we want to value for value is a start, right? You can now, you know, kind of sustain your project with, you know, lightning payments coming in your way, but even that's not enough. It's literally just ejecting your, the person that you are, Jose, in my example, ejecting yourself and creating a brand new digital space person that can, that can operate anonymously for sure, for sure. Yeah, I, 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 I agree. The only thing I, I would change on that kind of framing would be. Um, and hear me out on this. I think sure. it's more about, I, like last night, I went to Round Rock Bitcoiners. Yep. Amazing meetup. Sure. Jason, shout out Jason, running a fantastic meetup up there in North Austin. Yeah. Um, what I've seen from those individuals, those people up there, not here Central Austin where all the Bitcoiners are and developers, like not here Central. Yeah. But up there, these are just Bitcoiners and people with families. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's uh, people that just want to um, escape this uh, fiat society that, sure. uh, that we, have, uh, we have at the front of our doors, right? Yeah. Like uh, all the inflation, recession, everything. Yeah. Like, they know that. And like, they're just trying to understand like, how do I leverage Bitcoin to sustain my family and yeah. future output? And, and that's that a huge stuff. start. So I, I, think, I think you're right. And I yeah. think there are certain audiences that we, sh- we should be focusing on as, as a, a community, especially, especially here in Austin and, and greater Texas, central Texas area. Yeah. I think a lot of this comes down to informing the public yeah. of these things. And I think uh, what Parker and Kaylee do there at the Commons is very important to them. Yep. because every month we have an Austin Bitcoin club there. Yep. Every month we are informing the greater Austin community about what is important in, 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 in our lives here in Texas yeah. or central to Texas, right? And I think that is, uh, a very important thing that we should be undertaking as, as Bitcoiners. And I'm spri- strictly speaking to, you know, our, our community here is like, we should be informing the public. Yeah. Maybe not everybody is a job to do that, but people like myself, 
you know, people like you and people that talk that, that talk to people in, in our community. Yeah. Uh, we should just be informing them of this stuff. So they're aware. Absolutely. And they're not taken uh, by the wayside of some of these, um, you know, yeah. I mean, ideally do these, some of these people are crazy, man, that want to turn this world like Sam Altman and all, all yeah, those yeah. guys. Like it's scary, man. This open AI stuff is like scary of what he wants to turn it into. It's uh yeah. But also like, you know, um, meeting them where they're at, right? Because 100%, it, this yeah. shit is scary. And we talk about me and you can talk about it like we are right now because we both have an understanding that most normies or most people don't have. So my bigger point is, is like, yeah, we, we're we have to fix money first. And that's, that's why we preach Bitcoin. And that's why, but the whole rant that I just went on before that is like, you know, the, the reason that Bitcoin is, that tool to fix the money is we got to move back a little bit and understand that it's the cryptography behind Bitcoin that allows it to do that. So I think the broader point uh, of what Kaysen is saying and what I'm trying to say is, is let's, let, let's see, let, let's, what else does cryptography fix? Real cryptography, not like cliche cryptography. So it's like, we fixed the money. What else did we fix? And what we have to fix is those other, because everything in our lives is internet based nowadays, right? So the problem is, is that we're using the mainline internet, which like I said earlier, has already been, that, that's already been breached, right? There's no way that we have any type of privacy there. So it's like, how do we use what we learned in Bitcoin and the cryptography and the sovereignty that builds that to, to, to do that in other facets of our life, like freedom of speech, like, like the real law, because, you know, machines are, lo are, are holy and loyal to their code. If that, that, you know, which is something he explains in the book as well, which is like, they can't do anything else but run code. That's it. They'll never breach it. They'll never have the logic to just say, hey, I'm going to do something different today. Right. Like they do that. So what that allows us to do is to leverage that with a few other things to basically have utmost truth in everything, utmost truth in law, utmost truth in speech, utmost truth in money, utmost truth in all that. So I'm not saying that we stop talking about Bitcoin and the benefits because we have to fix money first. That's at the base of everything else. I'm just saying, let's zoom back a little bit more. And instead of thinking of cryptography as just numbers, let's, let's get that education. Because once you understand that, you understand what the Dirgigis of the world are talking about, where it's like, you need to be private to do pretty much what it is and, and say what it is you want to say in life. But we will not be able to do that by changing our names, avoiding cameras, right? Because you can't avoid that stuff. It's the it, it's not set up, the state is not set up to let you hide like that. But we don't understand cryptography enough to be able to hide correctly. And, and, and cypherpunks do. They understand it. And it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a tool of war. Yeah. And we're at war right now. We are. Silent, literally we're at silent, war. Silent but war. Oh, I haven't been paying attention to that stuff, though. So, uh, yeah, me neither. I'm not the guy. I'm not seeing there. Like I, I said, I I'm not connected like that. But I, it, it's I, war. I know there's something going on people the are dying, uh, man. other side of the country, but yeah. I have I don't pay attention other to side that of the stuff. world. But people are, you know, people are dying. People are, you know. People it, are dying right across the street over here sure. on 6th Street. It's the uh, war machine doing uh, what it so do. It's the state doing what it does. It's enacting war. And that's for me, it's like, uh, you know, what do you do when it reaches your front doorstep kind of thing, right? 100%. I was pulling up to the studio today and some lady came mashing at my window, right? Like, that's a problem, you know? Like, but like, yeah, what's happening over there is just the uh, the war machine, as we know, exists. Uh, the 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 uh, um, what do you call it? The gasoline for the paper printer uh, or the money printer, I should say. Um, it's doing what it does, man. And it's starting war. And that definitely affects us here, uh, whether it's physical attacks or whether it's societal attacks, whether it's PSYOP attacks. Um, it affects everybody here. It affects the taxpayer. It affects everything. It's just a, a system that's doing what it does. It's whirling. Uh, but yeah, uh, what I meant was as a society, we're at war. We're at war with the state. We're at war with, with surveillance. We're at war with a lot of things. 
And, uh, you know, some of us are public facing like you and I, and some of us, you know, just share our thoughts and do that. Uh, but the real winners of this war, or the ones that'll take it the farthest are the ones that understand the true ways of using cryptography. Not what you and I kind of, and I'm not going to speak for you, but like what kind of, to this point, I've been thinking of cryptography, which is it's like, oh yeah, uh, the, the, uh, the output is always different from the input which that's a simplified version of what cryptography is. Yeah, I need to check out that book, man. I, I, it's a good, I mean, it's, it's his old list. stuff uh, rewritten. And um, he even says that in the beginning where, um, and my listeners are probably like, yeah, yeah, we heard all this shit already. Uh, but like he, uh, he even gets to the point, um, uh, basically he even says in the beginning, like you are going to hear the same shit over and over, but in different ways in this book. So he kind of just beats the same thing over and over. Um, but it's bullish because of that, because when I think about our position as, you know, against whatever the state or whatever that uh, being is, right? Some people see it differently or what it is. It, it's, it, it's the fact that they can enforce violence whenever they want. And then up to this point, the cypherpunks were onto something where they were like, oh, they can inflict the violence on our physical self, but they can't inflict the violence on the anonymous self, the NIM, the real NIM. Not like I put a little goofy photo on my Twitter, but I gave them all my KYC. That's not a NIM, bro. <laughs> That's not a NIM, bro. Uh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, so funny. Kaysen has kind of got me that. First of all, the, the Panopticon, which is very important, right? Like, we're, you know, you have a MacBook in front of you, you have an iPhone, the Apple Panopticon, the Google Panopticon, right? Like the state's Panopticon, right? Basically, like that lens is always staring at you. You never know who's who's on the other end of it. I, I, I assume I'm always being watched. Even you when are, I'm at right? Home. Even when I'm at home, I assume We all that, are, right? Like, but it's like, and this is what makes me bullish on like- I assume I'm always being watched and I'm always being recorded. But this and is I why I'm bullish. Live, I think if you live your life like that, at least these days, uh, you're more careful what you say and how you say it and how you act. Uh, but being Does careful it mean is it's the right? problem. Does it mean, yeah. Does it mean it's right? Right. But I've accepted that reality. Sure. And I could, you know, I'm, that's what I'm, that you nailed it. It's always in the back of your mind. So you can't really authentically say what it is you want to say. And people think like you tell me all the time, hard in the pain. I think if, if I were to really unleash what I'm thinking, it would be even harder. This but is why, man, this is like for me, and we've talked about this. I'm not trying to segue us into anywhere, but good. for me personally, this is why I go to church, man. It's yeah. the only place in the entire world on a Sunday where I feel the most covered and blanketed as like, no one's going to hurt you, car. That's, that's, an amazing that's feeling. where I feel like the most comfort. You know, when like you're a kid and your mom needs to hold you and be like, yes. oh, mijo, it's going to be fine. Yes. That's what, that's what church does for me on a Sunday morning. It's like, yo, car, you're going to be fine. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so that I think for me personally, just talking about my own personal growth, I think that gets me to to go at this every week and uh, to keep going, to keep grinding and to um, keep building the future we want to see, man. I think it's sure. I think I think it's obvious. It's simple. Um, fix money, fix the world. Like it's it's as long as we're beating that drum and we're all we keep that in the front of our minds. Uh, I think we'll I think we'll be fine. But as soon as we give it to get away from like not trying to fix the money and taking money instead yeah. <laughs> to, to, to push, to, to push out that timeline. Uh, I think we're doing a disservice uh, yeah, to each the, other and, and to the community. There's other life changing things that, that also need to be educated on um, that can't be done openly, right? Because of the, the fear of the state inflicting, you know, it's, it's, it's power on you. Um, and, and that's where I like, once again, I, I'm not saying we can't fix the money. I'm just saying like, if they bring this whole shit down, the money is the last thing you're going to be worried about. You see what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, how do you, how do you use cryptography to share, you know, food growing practices, right? Which are right now are not illegal, but they can be 
uh, weapon-based management, um, secu- you know, securing, like th- this type of information that if they bring every, and I'm sounding very sinister and that's not yeah, the Yeah, I think you're operating from, a, I think what you're describing is a plane from a, 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 a place of defense as a plane from a place of offense. I say it's a place of preparation. Okay. Because I, I don't I don't put anything underneath them. They've, they've shown us this, right? That, that, that they can do anything. So See, this is where I slightly disagree. Yeah. And I, I will say that I really personally believe. Yeah. Um, and maybe it's just me wanting to believe this, but I personally think there's patriots still inside of our government that are trying to move this in the right direction. I, I want yeah. to believe that. And I actually think that's an actual thing happening. Yeah. I think there are patriots in certain segments of the government whether it's, you know, in these kind of ABC kind of places or whether it's just in our own you know, judicial system or in Congress or the yeah. Senate. Like, I want to believe there are patriots that are trying to look out for the future for Americans here at home sure. and abroad. I want to believe that. And I think there still are. Like, I believe there's a North Star of those people. I'm sure now, they exist. But like, so like, that's why I don't go full on like, oh, we're going to, you know, go the way of, uh, you know. Oh, Whatever listen, civilization. I, I got I got children. I'm not trying to go there either, but I'm foolish to not prepare for that environment, right? Like it, it, it's just one of those things. Like it's it's uh So you're saying it's more from a place like car. I can't even want to believe that because I have uh children, is what you're saying. Well, it, it, it's that like when when you start like like the Stoics ha- have have this ideal where if like you think about worst case scenario and you live in that, right? I don't remember the exact Stoic, but it might have been Seneca. It might have been somebody who actually walked around with very little clothes and bare feet for miles, right? And it wasn't because he couldn't afford it. He was well off. It was that he needed to enact this preparation of suffering in order to be able to embrace suffering. Right. So it's like, I'm not saying I, I, you know me, I don't walk around these streets morbid as fuck as people who are listening right now probably think. I just know that because I have a family, it's my now job to uh, not only think about worst case scenarios, but also put myself in those so I could be better prepared for them. Right. And for the survival of uh, my, my legacy, if you think about it, those kids, those offsprings are my legacy. It's all I have left. If everybody goes, the Burgos name goes in that sense. Right. So it's like, who, I'm foolish to not to prepare for that. Right. And I'm not a doomsday prepper, nor do I want that to happen. I am a little bit optimistic. And like you said, that something can happen, but more often than not, my final resting thought is how does this get better? How does this get better without getting worse? I mean, it gets better over time, but it has to get worse. I think if you look around right now, just speaking here in Austin, it has gotten better. Like I remember we're just getting started, but yeah, I mean, it's just like the greater community as far as like the, the Bitcoin community. Do I remember 2017, 2016, it was a bunch of shitcoin companies here. Like it was that's one piece of it. Yeah. That's one piece of it. Okay. But but dude, that's now like now what I'm seeing, you know, whether it's G in San Antonio or it's Jason in, in Round Rock or it's us here in the central Austin or whether it's, you know, Gary in Dallas or, you know, whoever, like it's it, the, the, the triangle is turning orange, man. The Texas triangle is turning orange. Yeah. And at some point, at some point people are going to realize it. And I, I think we're better prepared here in Texas. And I think there's a lot of people who we know personally that are doing things, you know, on the, uh, absolutely on the other side that will get us there across the goal line. I'm bullish, dude. I'm bullish Absolutely, on Texas, but, you, you, but at the I, same time, I, I, know, I understand what you're saying. I'm about to say, I think where we're, where we're kind of verging off is, is that like you, you, uh, you keep going back to just the one solution of money. I'm talking about the other solutions that need to happen other than the money. Uh, but you're right. I mean, when it comes to the money, as Marty would say, we're going to win. Right? It's obvious. Like it's one of those things. But what I'm saying is, is there is a huge entity, uh, whatever you want, the boogeyman, whatever you want to call it, that, that I think 
would be more incentivized to bring this shit down than to collaborate and give in to what you're saying. And, and I, th- I think, I think, and obviously I don't know anything. Too many hands in the pot. It's my point. But I, I, I it, so what I'm trying to understand, are you saying that it, you're saying that that's going to take down everything here? They're willing to like war, basically they're willing to take down society in order to uh, basically be replaced. And that, and it's hard to say that because you're thinking who's they, well, that's what I mean. It's that big entity. And those patriots that you spoke of, uh, just have no control over the bigger apparatus that is above them, right? Like our founding fathers warned of government, right? And here we are. So to me, it's like, yeah, if, if Texas turns orange, basically in a world where, where they bring war to us or war to the population, the last thing people are going to be able to do or care about is transact their Bitcoin. You see what I'm saying? Like, it's not going to do anything to protect you. In that scenario, I want people, first of all, people know my line. I don't know shit about shit. I'm just theorizing here. But my point of the matter is, is that like, we always get tunnel visioned on if we fix the money, the, you know, the flowers and the, and the beautiful green fields come. And what I'm saying is, is that's only a piece of the equation because in a world where transacting currency is the last thing on people's minds, not that it disappears, but it's the last thing on people's minds, you're going to... F- Kick yourself in the fucking ass when you realize that you didn't learn any of the other survival skills that you need in order to flourish in that new world to possibly get yourself to the better world that inevitably will come. I th- That's I think my it, point. Yeah, yeah. I, I, this is where I'll say differently. I, I think I see what you're saying and yeah. I think other skills obviously are important and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But you were saying the like, last thing you'd be worried about is... Um, transacting your big, I think that's a first thing. It might be. I, I actually, think, be. I actually think the opposite will happen. I actually think that in a scenario, let's say today, right? There is a lot of here in Austin, you know, people are saying that we're going to get attacked. There was like news items that are know, popping okay. up, but it, it's on, it's all over the local news too. Sure. Let's say hypothetically that happens today, right? Yep. Uh, the first thing people are going to do is like, how do we get to shelter survival? All the things that you described. Sure. The second thing is like, do I have enough money either to escape or to, to purchase these items. Yeah. Uh, and let's say this happened on a global scale, right? Like the dollar will probably not be backed anymore at that point. If it happens on a global scale, the only thing that people are going to accept is Bitcoin. I mean, what else would you accept at that? Unless, unless they really do like this whole kind of like, you know, this well, like where, where they like cut the lines to the internet and we, we all no. can't transact. And well, my thing is, is that like you were talking about, like if this were to happen today or whatever, this is the, the real honest truth is, is nobody's going to accept Bitcoin because we're 10% of the world. <laughs> so you're not going to go anywhere. <laughs> At least here locally, we would probably would have sure. shot Bitcoin. The second part about it take is cash. Well, the, I'll take bullets. Okay. I'll take food. Okay. Right? So you're saying that, okay. So you're saying there'd be other hundred percent. But if I came to your door and I was like, Jose, like, Hey, I got, I got, uh, you know, some Bitcoin to give you for some of that food. You're saying no, no. Oh, wow. No, okay. no, no. I'm not saying that. Like if like, all right, let, let's say that time frame now expands out to a year. Right. And then like, it starts to get a little more stable, but it's still that universe where you have to barter. Then the Bitcoin becomes a thing because people are going to be like, well, I don't necessarily need your bullets. I got plenty of those, but I'll take the Bitcoin. Right? And then I'll barter that Bitcoin. And you have to find that person. Yeah, well, I guess we'll see. But in the very beginning, if shit goes, first of all, people always have it in their head that if <laughs> something goes down, they're just going to like exile to a different country. Good luck. Right. Uh, like passport wise, you mean? Just I, like- I just mean like the, the, the first thought, and I'm not a pro at this, but I don't know shit about shit. My, my first thought is you hunker down. My first thought is, is you need to gauge the situation and understand what's happening globally. Because if I, if my first thought is I'm going to escape to a different state or a different country and I'm going to take my Bitcoin with me. Well, what if you're just walking into the shit? You know what I'm saying? So like my first thought is going to be is hunker down. 
Do we have enough ammunition? Do we have enough food? Do we have, you know, what we need to basically hunker down for a little bit till we get a lay of the land before we decide if we're going to move? And in that time frame, I'm going to want to barter bullets with you or whatever. I'm not bartering Bitcoin with you because the Bitcoin, especially if nobody wants it, it's, it's valueless to me at that point. I can't do anything to survive with it. Now, on the other hand, if that switches where like now people are saying, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll give you bullets for Bitcoin. I'll give you meat for Bitcoin. Then I'm in a good position because I have Bitcoin. But my thing is, is I need to barter things that I need that I need. So if, if you uh, let's just say I got um, rations, I got a lot of food. Right. And you but I don't got a lot of bullets, but you got a lot of bullets. I'm not going to go to you and say, hey, I want your Bitcoin for bullets. I'm going to say, hey, I, I'm got what you don't have rations and I'm willing to barter for bullets for my defense. And that's going to be the real trading that's going to be happening. Right. And if what we're saying actually happens, not. Hey, I got Bitcoin, man. Like I'm, they're gonna be like, "What the fuck am I gonna do with that?" Yeah, I, I think I think here I can only speak to Texas because is what I know, right? Yeah, like, I, I, yeah, I think there. I think you're right. Maybe there would be more bartering on the other uh, avenues of uh, interest for the goods and services, yeah. whatever. Yeah, I think you're right there. Uh, I don't think it would go crazy because I remember when we had the snow apocalypse here. Yeah, everybody was helping each other. There was there, sure. there, there wasn't a lot of food. There was no water, and everybody was helping each other. Yeah. So I, I, I have seen it already happen in Austin. Yeah. I think, uh, and that was like three or four days in a row. Sure. And everybody was helping each other, whether like our neighbors giving them food or giving them water, it was natural. But in a scenario where we don't know when the stuff is going to get turned back on or whatever, maybe That's that changes. Change. That's the change. Right but there. I would imagine if they're going to do something like this, they'd be like, oh yeah, it's happening in a couple of days. And they'll keep saying, oh, it's happening. But people like us would know, like, it's not, it's, it's not. never going to turn back around. Yeah. So start Remember two weeks. Yeah, remember two weeks, it's not going to be two it's weeks. Not, it's going right. to be the rest of our so lives. Like, and then time is the equation for Bitcoin to be a, uh, useful here. So I'm talking about that immediate future when everything happens. As the world May, starts yeah, to- Yeah, maybe the world starts changing after It starts to stabilize a bit and it's still rough. this new world. Right, it's still rough. It starts to stabilize a bit, but then a currency is needed because now it's not about bartering for immediate needs. Now it's like, hey, I want to hold on to this for a while, right? Because this the gold is, thing- This is right? not real talk. This is like doomsday talk. <laughs> yeah, and I hate to bring that because I was I actually know. like I didn't expect to talk about this. And, and I'm having a good day, so I didn't expect to do it either. <laughs> it's uh, interesting though to hear your side on all this stuff. Well, I mean, it's a little bit of case. I'm learning a little that. bit about you, so don't go to Jose for bullets. Uh, don't go and go Jose with your. Bitcoin. It depends. What do you got that I don't got? <laughs> if you got rations and I don't, then I got to feed my kids, and you may get some bullets. Hey, right? uh, uh, first yeah. aid kits. Maybe you need like you know, uh, uh, like disinfectant is going to be like I alcohol some, and things I have, like that. I have water. That's, that may be valuable. You see yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. but my thing is, is that like we're going circling back to the beginning is, is I'm, I'm not a doomsday. I, I'm, I'm a casual prepper, if that makes sense. Meaning that like, I'm not Nazi-ing about this stuff. I'm not going to bed at night thinking about, holy crap, I don't have enough rations or whatever. What I'm saying as is what stops me from learning how to shoot better? What stops me at learning some jujitsu, some, some defense? Jiu-jitsu. What stops me at knowing Kung Fu? Learning Kung Fu, learning how to grow my own food. What stops me to doing those things so that I could more functionally be better for the worst scenario like the Stoics were? Listen, Seneca was one of the most richest real estate owners in that time in Rome. Seneca was a, a very rich guy. He was part of government, right? What made Seneca want to give himself torture? Like, what, what, what is the logic behind The logic behind that is, is that most, most motherfuckers fall asleep at the wheel and things worst case scenario will never come their way. But if you practice in worst case scenario... You are elite when worst case scenario comes. You are able to take care of those people that you swear you're going to take care of. 
Because that's another thing about parents nowadays. And then there's not talk. It's a lot of loose talk. It's a lot of fairy tale. I will do anything. Will you? Will you, when the time comes, do anything for your kids? If you're not prepared, I'm going to garner that you're not going to do everything that it takes to take care of your kids. Not because you don't want to, but because you're not prepared. Therefore, you're not in control of that situation. Therefore, you have to panic and therefore everybody's in trouble. Now that's, now that's real talk. That's real talk. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, dude. Yeah. Anyway, let's great, get, that was a good, that was a good, uh, yeah, let's get better to, uh, let's get to some happier times. Yeah, dude. What are you, um, what are you doing this weekend? What am I doing this weekend? Are you I, doing some jujitsu? I don't even know if I want to dox that to people. Uh, no, I mean, you can just, I'm give, just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, we'll be stuff. doing jujitsu. Jujitsu is really fun. Um, I don't think that's a secret, especially here in Austin. I think jujitsu is massive here in Austin. Um, really? Yeah. Yeah. I always yeah. wanted to get into boxing. Me too, but I don't want to get punched in the face. Okay. Yeah. So like, I want to train like a boxer, but I don't want to spar like a, because I don't want to get punched Even in my head. Even if you wear the head stuff? I mean, you're, it's still trauma to your head. You're still getting punched I mean, in the don't, head. Don't fight somebody like, uh, obviously. Well, hold on. Like, so, <laughs> so if we're sparring and boxing and, and you just happen to run into my left, I'm supposed to stop you? Well, from- <laughs> no, I mean, obviously, like, hey, did you never box as a kid with your friends? Like, did you guys ever do that? I know yeah, we did. Yeah, we got like, fucked out. That's probably why I'm crazy. No, I mean, we, we used to do it to where, like, uh, we would just, like, spar. But we always would say, hey, guys, don't go 100, you know, go to 50. Well, my point is shit happens. I'm not saying you're going to. Yeah. Shit happens. Right? It's just the same thing. Like, we go at 60, right? But if you get me in a, in, a, in a weird shoulder compromise situation and you just move the wrong way, you can hurt my shoulder. Really oh, that's bad. What you're saying. Or if you don't, if you don't acknowledge or hear my tap, right? Like if my hand, oh, yeah. like if I can't actually tap and I have to say tap, right? But I can't, and you just keep going because you think you're doing, you're you can chill. hurt my shoulder, yeah. right? So like things happen is my point. Uh, but back to the point, like you need to be able to go through some shitty shit to be ready for the real shit. Cause yeah. at, one, at one point in time, you will have to defend yourself at one point in time. And, and this is not even back to the post apocalyptic stuff we were talking about. This is just day to day. This life. is just Saturday night at the bar or Friday night at the bar. Right. You could punch somebody in the face. They could die because they could fall and hit a chair or something. You go to jail for life. Why? Cause you punch somebody in the face. On the other hand, somebody could try to punch you in the face. You could, you know, leverage them in a different way where you could bring their asses down safely. You can put them to sleep till the police come. You both walk away from that situation. Or, or you could be like car and just don't go out on Friday, Saturday night and avoid. All I'm of like that. that too, but <laughs> avoid all of that. Hey man, it could be at a birthday party. You did never you, know. People did, get reckless, bro. Did you hear? Listen, your, I, I, I have, I did have your parents ever tell you this thing. They told me they're like car. Nothing good happens after 10 PM. That's a hundred percent true though. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, I think I've heard it later, like 12 or one, but the point is, is at night, nothing good is happening for sure. Often. So, it's better to just be equipped in these situ- situations. And I'm not saying that somebody who knows jujitsu can never be phased or never, you, you can fuck up for sure. Yeah. But, but what I'm saying is, is I'm doing the education for the future person that brings it to me because I'm going to make sure that we bothly get out of that, both safely get out of that situation. Yeah. Whether he goes to jail and I go home, whether we both just go home, but I'm going to go home to my kids. He's going to go wherever he goes, but he's not going to be dead and I'm not going to be doing life in jail. Yeah. And that's preparation. That's because I chose to do that, to learn these new skills. And to loop back, the cryptographic part is, is that all this stuff is freely available right now. But as we've seen before, very easily, they could say, hey, you learning how to defend yourself is illegal. That information is cut. Right. So like if we learn how to like make the digital version of ourselves, we can continue that education. This is a small example. And I don't know much about it. I don't want to get into it. But like um, 3D printing and guns is a really good scenario of this. You can never stop Internet. Right. You can never stop file sharing, right? You can never stop 3D printers. So therefore you can never stop printing guns, right? And 
they would want to put a bottleneck on that. But because we are able to use cryptography to share files, we're able to operate in the digital space with that information that right now is kind of a joke, but in a certain scenario, it could be life-changing. Right. So like, that's what I mean. Like, it's like, we, we want to fix the money and we are, we're going to win. This that about, and that mission is not over by any stretch of the imagination because we're 10% of the world. And maybe all this shit that I'm saying now changes when 60% of the world adopt Bitcoin. But the way things stand right now, if you're just focused on the money, you'll be good, but you might not be good. And I think we should step back a little bit and see sovereignty for what it is. And that's being sovereign in food. That's being sovereign in health. That's be, that's basically sovereignty by definition, not the exact definition, but what I partake it as is you basically want to be in control of every single situation that you be control of. You want to control what your kids are being taught. So you take the sovereignty of homeschooling. You want to be in control of the food you eat. So you want to take the sovereignty and either meeting the farmer or getting your own food. You want to be able to defend not only from a combat standpoint, shooting a gun to a physical altercation standpoint, defending yourself. And you also want to share that energy and that education with those that you want to do the same. Like, I want my wife to defend herself. I want my sister to eat well because she's having some medical situations, right? So I need to be able to share that information. In the current state, I can do that by a phone call. In the future state, I may need digital Jose, may need to share this information with digital, my sister's uh, nickname is Nana, with digital Nana, because that's the world we're in. But we're not preparing for those situations. So when that time comes, we're going to be doofuses. We're going to be like the bottom layer of people. In, my, in that example, in that hierarchy, not because we are doofy, but because for whatever reason, we chose to ignore these things and maybe just focus on one thing or focus on other things. Man, how did you get this convo out of me, bro? No, I, I, every time what you talk about fuck? this stuff, I, I think to myself, I'm like, damn, I'm so fucking unprepared, Jose. I think we all are. So like, sort of like- you, Like right now, it's just like, you're just like stressing me out. I'm like, oh fuck, I got to do this. Like, uh, see, that's where I said I'm not Nazi about it. So I, I'm sorry that I'm stressing you out or the listener. That's not the point. But I'm trying to encapsulate- a lot these of these are good things. I'm not saying they're right. bad. It's just like I need a uh, I need a whiteboard to start knocking some of these out. Well, when you start encapsulating these things into one conversation, it seems like a lot. But yeah. when you start spreading these things How out, did you and start knocking some of them out. Oh, I mean, I've I've always weight was always the obvious one. Food, weight, right? Like so, I battled that my whole life. And then you know um, what happened in Massachusetts during COVID, Bitcoin for sure, because Bitcoin showed me that there is a way. Uh, and then Austin, Texas, right? Like that freedom, that sovereignty, being able to walk into a store, pick up a defense weapon, not being ostracized for wanting to defend yourself, right? Texans are proud of defending themselves of that that property, right? Right. So like moving to Texas was a big part of that, but ultimately is being a debt, right? Like I, you know, you've told me, many people told me you're a great father. Yeah, I think I am. But the thing is, is uh, uh, what my barometer for a great parent is, is preparing your kids for when you're not around anymore. Right. So like this is, these are my early steps on preparing my wife and I for the initial need, which is us protecting them, but also hopefully teaching them and rubbing off these skill sets on them so that when we're gone, they're better off. They're the upper tier of people and not the lower tier of people. Um, because it's very easy, especially with convenience to become a lower tier person, uh, to, to be dependent on everything. When I was in Massachusetts, I was dependent on my food information from the government. I was dependent on my money. I was depend depending on my everything, every, like my defense. I couldn't have a weapon up there. So it was like, oh, the cops will protect me. Right. Like I, I, I was. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. So I was like in these other locations. In the I was completely States, like, in dependency of, of the system. Wow. Yeah, so, that sounds, I've never, I don't even know how to live like that. Right. So my thing is, is that now in a situation where I have control of that, 
uh, and I have a better understanding of what that means is I'm not going to like go into every conversation telling people do this, do that, do this. But like you put, you put me on this platform and I have a platform to be able to at least let people know like, Hey, um, there's ways for you not to get rug pulled, <laughs> not just in your money, but in your life. Um, and you, you got to actively want to work on that. If you don't, then, you know, um, you could get rug pulled in a lot of different facets and I'm not mastering all of them by any stretch of the imagination. Right. Like, and that's the thing, like you could get, you could get rug pulled and you could be really good at eating and all that stuff and health and not be in the hospital a lot, but you could get rug pulled because you don't know how to defend yourself and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. It goes down this train. Uh, but to be quite frank, Carr, um, this is, we're having this conversation because like you said, it's real talk. But um, yeah, man, I, I still have a positive vibe about my day, bro. I'm still optimistic about things. I have to be uh, for that same reason because I'm a dad. Yeah, dude. I love the conversation where it's headed right now because you're, you're, you, this is why I love talking to you. Like when I asked you on, uh, was it earlier this week or last week? And you were like, are you just having me on just to a filler? And I was like, <laughs> why the hell would you think that? Like, I, I really, I was like, damn, really? Yeah. He would think that? Uh, but no, I was, I, I had you on because these are some of the things that I've been writing about. Nice. Uh, not so much on the, on sure. the whole food and all that kind of stuff, but just on the surveillance stuff. And, and uh, my mind was already kind of going here this week. Um, and then, um, I wanted to talk to you today because there was a piece that I have in my head. Yeah. I don't know how you write or when you do write, but like for me, yeah. I'll make like uh, I have this app called minimalist and I'll start throwing stuff in there Sure. and I'll have these ideas and, and these talking points about what I want to talk about or write about. And um, sometimes I, I need to flesh out these, these, uh, these ideas mm -hmm. and understand them better. And then like the two, I was like, Oh, this is perfect. I know yeah. Jose knows a lot about this stuff. Yeah. I want to talk to him. I had talked to Carmen last week and I was like, okay, well, let me talk to Jose the last time I think I saw you was at uh, Bit Block Boom. Yeah, yeah. We you talked a little bit about this already, but I was yeah. like, okay, cool. And my mind was already headed there. So for me, it was like, let me talk to Zay, and then I'm I'm working on a piece right now for Sunday. But uh, hell yeah, man. It's a uh, it's it's like for me, it's just for me, it's just really about like how how much information, how 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 much how like how how much more help can I provide the community around me, and and if that just starts with informing them about this stuff. I think that's a good start. Sure. And uh, that's where I feel like I can help out, at least on the thriller platform side. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, there's many things. I mean, you you uh, you brought it up earlier because we were talking about the thing over here in the corner, but like, you know, that's those, that Kate the Russian talks about a lot of that sovereignty stuff that's outside of the Bitcoin space, right? Like it's all pertaining to Bitcoin, right? Because we understand that we fixed our currency, uh, at least us Bitcoiners have. Um, but it, 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 to me, it's just lately has been a lot bigger than that. Like I, I will always stack sats, fam. Uh, but it's like, what, what else can I do to, to better prepare for, for life? Um, and the, 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 the world is, it's, it's a history and the globe is just literal proof of everything that I'm talking about of defense. This is happening all over the world and we just choose to ignore it. That's fine. Uh, but like, yeah, you, you go any part of the world and you start asking people about food or about sovereignty or about privacy or about defense or about, uh, and they're going to scream at the top of the lungs, how, unfair the, the world is, especially in places that can't defend themselves with weapons. Um, so yeah, I, I don't, I'm no doomsday stuff. It's just preparation, man. It's just being a better Jose. That's uh, it. I love it. There's uh, your pod. You've been, um, yeah, you've been kind of sporadic with your, with your pod. Uh, I've, I'm looking at it right now. You, you've been making episodes and um, inform, inform the thriller audience. Like what, 
what, what are you thinking about as far as talking in bits, this kind of new phase, if it is a new phase, like what, what are you, what are you working on the, on the podcast side? Cause dude, yeah. I love the pod. I've, Thank I've loved the pod for two years already yeah. at this point. Yeah. Like I've always been a fan of what you did with uh, your early on co-hosts yep. and even now. And uh, you have tremendous guests on there. Yeah. You always go hard in the paint, uh, <laughs> but that's who you are. That's, yeah. that's just your style. Got to. Uh, so I respect it. But like, tell me what, what, what are you thinking for the pod now? Cause I know you're extremely busy with the unchained stuff and then the production stuff that you do. Yeah, man. Just uh, figuring out myself. Um, and I'm so uh, loyal to the, uh, uh, grateful, I should say to the talking and bits listeners. Cause they, they gave me a lot of grace during that time. Um, I just, yeah. I mean, I, I wanted to, I wanted to get um, my creativity out to more arenas and that's what production is kind of all about. So I took on a lot of production work, um, which came at the expense of talking in bits, uh, quite frankly. And then, you know, controlling or managing, I should say, is a more accurate term, Unchained's um, whole audio video platform. Um, it takes a lot. And you, you know, I was just talking to Keon before we sat down and, and like, you know, you, you got to go all in on certain things, especially something as important as Unchained, right? Um, so that's where my time has been, but what I decided to do, because I I'm passionate about my feelings and talking in bits was always the place where I could do that. Um, I just lowered the bar and now, you know, it's just audio only for now, uh, brought on Kevin as a co-host. Uh, if you heard part one of this two piece, you'll, you'll hear some of Kevin shout out to Kevin. Um, but basically I'm back and having fun with it. I'm back having conversation with it. Uh, the listeners, uh, didn't go anywhere. They're back, which is awesome. I, I appreciate every one of them. And as for talking in bits, I wanted literally, um, I want, I've always wanted this, but now more than ever, considering this conversation as well, I want it to be a double entendre on the talking and on the, on the actual title of the show itself. And what I mean by that is we all know bits as a very small fraction portion of Bitcoin. Wait, are you a bits guy and not a sats guy? Uh, no, I'm a sats guy. hundred okay, percent. So sure. But bits still exist in the space. <laughs> so to me, like the original concept was, is I'm talking about Bitcoin and I'm talking about it in pieces and bits. So talking in bits, but I also want it to be a generalized conversation about life because what I figured out the last, you know, year, if anything is, is that, um, Life is a is seasons, right? Life is a, life is a series of seasons and moments and it passes. So for me to try to say that I need to honor just talking about Bitcoin or I need to keep my show a certain way, uh, obviously it's not true because I'm more passionate about other things. And conversely, my early co-hosts, my solo rip days, my you know new co-hosts, like it's obviously seasons that are playing out and there's different flavors. So what I would just welcome the listeners, the new listeners that come from Thriller or the new list or the old listeners or whatever is just keep riding with me. Right. Because this journey that I'm on, I'm actually documenting it live on air. Yeah. Um, talk about, talk about, cause I don't think you've ever talked about it, but what is it like running a production uh, company of a sort inside one of the biggest, uh, you know, uh, Bitcoin spaces, uh, communities in the world. Like, well, what is it like doing production in that space and being that guy? Like when everyone, people know like, Hey, you want high quality stuff? Like go to Jose. Like wh what is it like running a business like that with that, that amount of pressure? Um, so there's two, there's two facets. So for, for what I do for, you know, spotlight coalition, which is my own thing. Um, that's a little bit more of, you know, everything. Right. Uh, and that takes up a lot. As for your question about Unchained, well, I have it, it. It's amazing. And the reason I say that is, is because I'm not solo. 
So I have the benefit of having great minds uh, in the marketing team that are peers with me. Uh, Stephen Hall, shout out to Stephen Hall, um, who writes very well, who's a blog. And a lot of my content is basically uh, seeds of his blogs, of his writings, of topics that we talk about all the time. So Jose doesn't have to be the uh, originator, the creator, the promoter, the pusher. Like there's systems in place where I could just focus on the actual you know, work, the, the the creation of it or the putting it together of it. So that's much more different than running your own business. And the editing to be too, all right? The editing and the color grading. Yeah, the, the color grading, um, all, all the stuff, the capturing, right? So I'm actually capturing the the, the events and stuff. So. Just, for, just so the plebs know at home, like uh, th- this shit's really hard. Like it's extremely it's hard. It's extremely hard to get high quality yeah. um, video and audio right. in a uh, work setting, I would say is extremely hard. A lot of coordination. Uh, shout out Logan. Like Logan, Logan has Logan. grown tremendously over the course of my time knowing him. This is one that's underrated. Um, how great of a project manager you have to be. A hundred percent. It's so difficult. But you seen, you, me seeing you take Unchained that whole side to another level, quite frankly. Um, it's a testament to you and that team that's working behind you. Like, yeah. dude, it's, it's, it's extremely like high quality. And, and like you, for me personally, like, Fucking love it, dude. Well, working with me, right? Like they're not working behind me. They're working with me and that's great. And yeah, man, it's good to have a bunch of studs and professionals. And look, I'm I'm very fortunate in the sense that like, yeah, all the stuff we just said is difficult. And I'm not saying that my job is easy because it really is not. Um, but like, if you think about it, like I'm capturing the elites in the space. Like I'm constantly in rooms capturing film from Juve Buntal, right? From like the Parker Lewis's of the world, the Turd Demistas of the world, right? Like I've been in the room being able to capture this stuff. So it's like the work is one thing, but like the enjoyment and the fulfillment, especially from somebody who's coming from Massachusetts, who if you would have asked a few years ago, would have told you, I would have never even spoken to any of these people, never mind capture them and be able to organize that information. Um, it's, it's very humbling to me. And that's because of Unchained and what they've done to the space and their contributions to the community, which I love, right? Like I was telling Keon a little while ago, like I'm not doing video work for something I don't believe in. I'm doing video work for something that I extremely am belief in. And that Unchained team from top to bottom, from Joe to Drew, all the way down to me, uh, the client services teams, super fucking rock stars. Like that fucking team is really gung ho on, on doing Bitcoin correctly. And it shows, that's not a secret, but I'm just grateful to be able to be plugged into that somewhere. So I'm glad that you, you, you know, you see the vision and I know, you know, cause you do production that a lot of the, a lot of that is me, but I'm not going to take solo credit for that because I'm better because they keep me sharp. I can't put bullshit out on that team. If I drop bullshit, they're going to push it back and be like, what is this? And they're going to make me better. And they have. I mean, you can watch, uh, just go to the YouTube. This is an easy example. Don't even go to the Twitter. You can go to the Unchained YouTube. You can watch a video that maybe I recorded with Tom Hanzik in, in April. And you can watch the one that just dropped two weeks ago. And you're going to be like, holy shit. Yeah, I can see the progression. Holy shit. I can see it, yeah. And that's because they keep me sharp. You're still using those Panasonics? Yeah, yeah, the GH5s. Wow. Okay, wow. Okay. Well, I, up to the no, GH5s. I was curious if you were still using that. Yeah, man, those things are- What lenses are, are you using again? Huh? What lenses? So uh, uh, my favorite is 12, 12 to 35 because of zoom, but my favorite prime lens, which is not zoom focused, is a, a 25 millimeter. I think it gives the best bokeh. And and those are, and I'm not I'm not too familiar with lenses. Those are Lumix lenses. Oh, yep. Lumix, okay. Yep, yeah. Lumix lenses. So those are, those are my go-tos. They may not be are the best. Are you shotgunning everything as far as the, uh, the audio? audio? Yeah. Uh, voice recorder to the main out. 
Is that through like, uh, what are you using a task cam? What are you using? Uh, I actually really, man, I'm giving my whole lineup here. What's up? <laughs> Dude, bro, <laughs> come on, bro. You can't I'm come kidding. on Thriller and then not want to talk audio production, bro. <laughs> I'm kidding. Get the fuck out of here. Come I'm on. Kidding. Of course you're going to tell me. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the Zoom H6. I think it's phenomenal. Really? Four mic inputs, all phantom powered. <sighs> I fucking hate Zoom. Maybe the, I don't. Is it the same Zoom company as the? No, I'm not. Not okay. saying Zoom that. I'm saying the 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 the, the hardware shitty stuff. harder thing. You're, how are you getting good? What uh, are you using lavs or like what are you getting to get a uh, good? Well, I use lavs when I'm doing uh, like headshots recording. So when somebody's sending so that. So how are you? What are you pushing out as far as like uh, mics for the, that Zoom? The on the you said it was H. Right, let's let's give the scenario and then I'll give you the context use case. So we're talking about interviewing somebody headshot. They're talking. I, I don't. Ha I don't use the H6 for that. I use a, a, a lav mic to what? Uh, a Tascam lav mic to, to what? The, to the box. So my. Oh, you, so you actually use the Tascams that we have here. The same. Sure. Ones. Oh wow, yeah. Yeah, and that's for like a headshot. And, and you're getting those in a quiet room that you're controlled as far as like the, the the audio. The well, a lot of my audio um, treatment is done post. Right. So, uh, so you're throwing your own. Yeah. So those oh, okay, mics definitely yeah. capture a lot. They're not really good. Yeah. But, but you but can clear good. out a lot of stuff. Right. And they're know, good for, for what you need them for, which are headshot speaking. Okay. Right. And then, so when, when are you shotgunning stuff? Just Sh on the events? Uh, the events, I'm actually just, well, I, I always have a, a shotgun mic on top of the camera because that's how I sync and post. Oh, nice. Uh, and also those, those uh, for anybody who's listening out there who's doing production, always have a shock mic on your camera because there's been more than I can count with my hands times where that audio has saved me, where I didn't get the actual. 100. So that might be a no brainer, but don't use your camera's microphone because it's absolute trash. Yeah, that's trash. Put a little bit of money up, get a road, whatever you got to do, get it on top of all that's your cameras. I didn't know that's what you're shooting over. And you're still using yeah. those same, the same lights, right? The what? The same lights. You're still using the same lights? Same lights. Uh, I switch a little bit more. Uh, I, I focus more on diffusion off bouncing objects instead of direct. Um, so when I first got here in Austin, I was very direct, meaning I would just lower the temperature and just stay direct. Yeah. And now I'm a little bit more focused on uh, mimicking natural light. So yeah, I, you're hitting it on all fours, bro. Like, yeah, you're hitting it on all fours. I'm trying, man. Lighting, editing, video, audio. Editing, I've become a monster at editing. Yeah, uh, but the, even the grading that you're doing, too, looks really clean, bro. Thanks, man. Yeah, I mean, it looks I, really I, good. What I'm learning over time, and I'm standing on the shoulders of giants. Nothing I'm doing is original. It's just me. Yeah, I mean, but like, to be honest, dude, like, there's not a lot of people that can pull off that shit. Like, Especially in Bitcoin, yeah, standing on the shoulders of giants. I mean, like I mean, who, who, uh, shout I, out to Logan again. But the the rug thing was pretty high quality, bro. Dude, Rugged, he, he did that. He fun. did. He knocked that out in twenty six hours. That's what I mean. But that's, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, but there's not a lot of people like that. Sure. Uh, and, I, and, and I don't think Bitcoiners actually understand how hard that really is. No, no there's no. a lot in the fiat side because the fiat side will pay really, really well for those people. Sure. But on the Bitcoin side, there's a handful of us. That's because the be Bitcoin honest. the Bitcoin community is is content with uh, shitty quality, right? Like their the, the, the information is what they're interested in and not necessarily the quality of it. Yeah. But what I, they I, haven't- I don't agree with that. Me neither. And what they haven't caught up to is, is that like um, sometimes information that's really good- uh, Deserves, deserves this. Like. Deserves it and it will stick out to you. Meaning you could have missed it if you didn't care about quality, but the quality made you absorb that information, right? Yeah. You stopped to listen to that because yeah. of the quality. Yeah. Uh, but we'll get there as a standard. It's just, it's all about a budget thing too. A lot of Bitcoin companies are not on the budget to do so, right? Like yeah, 100%. you can't print money in Bitcoin companies, I guess. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, like you're right. It's just attention to detail. And over time I've learned it, but what I have learned a lot is, and this might've been obvious, but it wasn't to me is um, try to get it as, and this is a tip as well. Try to get what you're capturing 
at best from the camera capture level, right? right? Like a lot of people know all the software, all the AIs, and they're like, oh, I could fix this in post. Don't worry about it. Oh, I could do that. <laughs> That's my line all the time. It is. My, it, was, it was mine. <laughs> But you were, it is a huge difference to get it right from the capture. No, point. I know what you're saying. I, I, that's you always, should. I know, no, no, I know. It's one yeah. of those like, like whenever like Logan's doing something, like, yeah, just fix it in post. Yeah, but no, you can. No, but it gets you in trouble. It does, yeah. and and it doesn't give you the ultimate yeah. desired. It's you just know, now. It's just a joke. Yeah, it's no, but like, say, man, but I'm like, I'm super grateful, Carl. No, I'm I'm I'm. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm saying like, no, you're right. Never say yeah. that. Uh, never do that. But uh, well, I'm going to kick back on that. The, me doing that for so long also made me a ninja in the edit table. Right. Because you have to. Oh, figure yeah. It you're, out. you're right. You have to figure it out. That's a good point. And that you learn a lot point. of shit, dude. That's a yeah. good point. Just yeah. figuring it out. You learn. So I'm not this. But I'm saying if you can get it right from the, the camera, time, yeah. do that because it's going to save your edit. It's going to give you your vision you wanted. Yeah. Um, and and sometimes when you're in an environment, especially in a live event where you're kind of racing to do stuff, like you, you got to make sure you give yourself the time to that's get it. Where, right. That's where I think I've personally gotten better over time is the live event stuff. I love them now. I hated them before, but I'm a big uh, fan of them. Like to me, it's it's more about creating a cadence on the live yeah. event stuff and uh, maintaining composure through, through through it all. Like, and yeah, I feel like for the, the yeah, it's but you when, but when you go to somebody else's event and yeah. you see how they handle their thing and then you see how personally how wrong a lot of that setup is sure then you're like oh you're you can kind of say like okay they should they should do this differently should do that like there's yeah. a lot of things that I, when i go to other places and i'm seeing how they're I'm like i like i wouldn't have done it that way yeah. like you know yeah. because i've done it enough times but you know if they ever come to me and ask me afterwards i'm like yeah you, you should look into this 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 because i think the live event stuff the streaming and all the high quality stuff like that like to get to capture the moment uh, and I learned this early on just doing my t during my TFTC days, but like, just when you're trying to capture Led Zeppelin live, like don't fuck up, like work, have, work. have like backups of backups, like in different aspects of and, it. And just and, to uh, give you your due and that, and, uh, um, I, for you gave me all my grace on what I'm good at. I'm terrible at live streaming stuff. Really? So, yeah. I mean, I haven't had much practice. Not many people that I work with want to do live stream. Uh, but I have an idea of how I would pull it off. But I think I, I would show you how to do it. I was about to say, I think I'd be one of those people, though, that if I tried it, you would be like, damn, bro, like, don't do that. I help you. I, help I know you, you would. But I'm saying that you just gave an example of like you seeing other people. I would be that person. You would be like, dude. Well, up to I, you, somebody like, yeah, I'd be like, Jose, this is a way easier way to do this. Right. And then I would show you how to. Because for me, I've always uh, in the beginning when I started this journey, I've always started with like, oh, like kind of like a guitarist. Right. You're like, oh, I want every pedal imagined. Yeah. There's this Freaks, and, geek, there's guitar, this freaks and Geeks, geeks episode. <laughs> Uh, uh, you, you could probably YouTube and there's this guy, he, he's like trying to be a drummer and he's a big fan of Neil Pert of Rush and yeah. he gets like every freaking drum thing, the bell, the cowbell, like everything, the, 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 everything. And he's just like, in the beginning of the episode, he's just like trying to drum along Neil Pert and like doing all these yeah. things. And I've quickly realized as, as I've gotten older, the minimalist aspect of creation and the, 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 the smaller amount of footprint that it takes for me to, carry this gear around is far more important to me uh, than it is having every color in the thing. It's Facts. like, like how many, like if I'm looking at creating a painting, like how many primary colors do I really need here? Yeah. And, and, and what allows me to show the, 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 the subtleness sure. to, to that, to that primary color. Yeah. And so when I look at like audio or video production live, it's like, what is crucial that I actually need to sustain and make this actually happen with very few uh, pieces of gear in, in, in place? Sure. Because for me, it's more about the live stuff. It's more about the presentation and more about the presenter 
and the audience participation than it is about you sticking your fat kind of like whole production set in the middle of the fucking crowd. Yeah, like to me, that's just like the dumbest way to do it. It's like, bro, you need to blend in like the fucking wallpaper. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like th- you, that that's just kind of how I've always, you're right. that's you, how I've always looked at it. And, and, and if you're standing out, you're doing something wrong. And I'm not, I'm, and yeah. I'm, I'm saying that from my perspective, when I run Pub lab events, it's like, this is the quality that we need to hit and we're not hitting it. Yeah. Then there's a problem. And we need I agree to with that. you on the, on the, st- all of it, but standing in front of the, uh, the crowd, I've had to do that in a lot of events, but it's also like the gear you have, like, do you have a, a, a lens that can go that far? So you can be out of the way, right? Uh, also the goals of the presentation, did the person who's presenting tell you my priority is what I do with this after, Yeah, there's right? a checklist, right? Like if they, if they tell you the priority is that I'm going to share this and what I do after, you better get them cameras. The, really life close. Stuff, the life stuff has more to do with a checklist and anticipating problems sure. than anything else. Absolutely. It's like audio goes out car. What are you doing? Yeah. I'm like, Oh, my plan B. Is so there's a use this. case for everything. Once again, live stream goes out car. What are you doing? Oh, my plan B is this. Right. And a C yeah. like, it, it's just like it, you setting it up and you don't, don't get me, it. don't get me wrong. I, there's sometimes I get it wrong, completely yeah. wrong. Yeah. False face. And it's, it's, it was, it was extremely worse in the early days. Yeah. It's gotten better over time and it will, it will continue to get better, but it's just like, uh, yeah, dude, there's, there's different facets to this. Uh, this shit is hard. Also, was, I had a had, I had a realization the other day. Hmm? Was like, dude, Austin, the Bitcoin media capital of the world, too, or no? Question mark. Like, but it's still fiat, though. Like most of the media. I mean, as far as like the Bitcoin media companies here, there's just a lot of media companies here. Bitcoin wise, yeah. Oh, am I messing out? Which ones are they? Talking in bits. Oh, okay. I was thinking like, about like just like, straight shooting. Okay, you talking like about all the like, podcasts that are here, like yeah. all the all the media stuff that gets created out of here. What do you think? It's shortchanged? Like it's not. No, it's, I'm saying they're like it's vibrant. It is. It's it probably is. more vibrant than any other place in the world. I would imagine. It just depends on what, how you come into it, man. Like, cause even if it's vibrant, if you didn't come into it with a video perspective, like if you don't, if you've never watched a movie and be like, yo, that camera panning right there is crazy. Then you don't give a shit about that quality. You don't give a fuck about that. You may focus just on audio. You'd be like, yo, I want my mics to be perfect. And, my, and then vice versa. Somebody who comes from a different could care less about the mic. It's probably like over here. And then the video's on point. So it's like, it really kind of depends on what it comes in. But a little bit has to do with just caring about what you're doing. Like I care about talking a bit so much that it needs to have, or I used to have the lights and have the cameras and have all that or whatever. And like, that's just a level that most people don't want to get to. They just don't want to do that. Either they can't afford it or they have to learn all these different things or they got to pay somebody to do it. And they don't want to do all of those things. I think it's far more important to follow your passions than anything else in, in life. hundred percent. You'll learn the most. You'll be the most content in life if you follow your passions. You'll be the most happy, even, yeah. when, you're, even when you're struggling. Yeah, yeah, because like I said, my like circling back to the Unchained thing, like it's my days are pretty stressful uh, uh, in a good way, but it's because they're that they're busy, they're productive. But I love what I do, so it doesn't feel that way. It just feels like you know where we we are the you know I'm gonna say we are the premier Bitcoin company in the space, and like we, we we need to work this hard because that's the standard we set and we need to keep right the Bitcoin standard of client service is the Bitcoin the anchor standard in of Austin, media man. You guys are the anchor in Austin. It's just and, uh, and honestly, like I've always looked at Unchain as a big brother, personally. Sure, like, and, and it is the Austin like, thing for sure. Yo, yo can we? <laughs> you know, it, but like that. That's I think there's a lot of people that look at it that way. At least here in Austin. But Unchain cares about the Bitcoin community. Yeah, 100%. that's why you can yeah. say that, right? If they didn't care about the Bitcoin community, you would have not. You would have. You would have been like, nah, that, they're the ugly stepchild of Bitcoin, right? But to this day, and the Commons is the perfect example of that. Unchain cares about the Bitcoin community. Yeah. Got some and, real and, ones over there. And that shows, right? So like yeah. to me, it's like, 
it, the Austin is definitely a thing because it's the Mecca, but like, I think, you know, Joe and Drew would have got this off anywhere just because of who those guys are and their previous experience at building things up and, and their philosophy behind doing it the right way and their low time pref. Drew was a conservative approach to building, right? Understanding that they might have got less money, less users, less clients because they did it the right way. Right. And then you had the block fives of the world that were like raising rounds and making all this, but they were doing it the wrong way and have the patience to understand we're going to stick to our guns and we're going to do it the way we want to do it. And they were proven right by the market. It just collapsed because they were doing it the wrong way. And now the, the thesis that Joe and Drew and, and, and a bunch of others had, it's now playing itself to be the correct thesis, even though they had that thesis six years ago. Yeah. Uh, and I'm super grateful to be a part of that, man. I, I really am. Um, I tell you all the time, I'm just a kid from the projects, bro. Nobody should listen to anything I'm saying. But if they see my trajectory in life, it's 100% up and to the right, right? So it's yeah. like, don't listen to me. Watch me, right? That, that's kind of my thing. Like, I, I don't know shit about shit as that. It's like, if you listen word for word, you might think this guy's just this. This guy's just, you might have an opinion, right? This guy's a ranter. This guy's angry. This guy's this, 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 that. Okay, don't listen to me, but watch what I'm doing. And you're going to see that obviously I'm onto something and I'm doing something correctly. So take, take it for what it's worth, people. Yeah, I love that. I, 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 yeah, I love that. Life that's... is good, Carl. We get to yeah. have combos like this, man. We get to chill. We have to do all this. Life is good, bro. Yeah, I'm not complaining. There's so many things to be grateful for 100%. Uh, these days. Uh, we, even though we started the pod off with uh, some doomsday. Well, real talk. That's, that was real talk. That's real talk. I think it's necessary talk. If nobody's talking think. to you about this stuff, then they may not have your best interest in mind. I wouldn't, now they, I wouldn't go that far. There's some people that are just ignorant to all this stuff. Sure. Know? But yeah. that if you know it and you're not trying to share it with the people you care, I'm not saying make people do it. It's up yeah. to the person to do it. But man, who am I to be, you know, attaining and learning all this stuff and not want to share with the people I love? Makes me selfish is what it is. Scarcity I, mindset. That's not me, bro. I don't think you're selfish. It can appear to be though, if I were to keep all this information to myself. I think you're more of a matcher. Of a matcher? Yeah. What does that mean? There's this great book. Uh, Don't throw I words at me, bro. I, I shill it all the time. <laughs> I get shit for it because everybody's like, oh, Carl, you're always bringing up that book, but it's a great book. Dude. That's not a horoscope thing, is it? No, okay. dude, come on. Right. Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> it's uh, no, I mean, if anybody that's into that stuff, but uh, no, it's more like there's this good book. Let me, let me look it up again, but yeah, it's yeah, called yeah. Givers, Takers, Matchers. Uh, sounds like a dating book, bro. It's not, dude. I, it's, I'm it's, just saying. It's, it's what it's, it sounds like. I didn't say it was. <laughs> <laughs> it's I'm a, a matcher though. What's a matcher? Am I good? Givers, takers. That sounds takers, like a wussy. A matcher sounds like a wuss. Takers and matchers. Uh, hang on, let me see here. What's the name of the book? It's been a long time. Can you tell me what a matcher is before you hey, look hey, up the book? Well, anyway, anyway. Uh, oh yeah, there you go. It's give and take. That's what it's called. It's give, and give and take. Okay. It's with, Who's Adam, the author? By Adam Grant. Adam Grant. Okay. Uh, Shout out to Adam Grant. I've read <laughs> some books before. Uh, anyway. But it, it's it's just it's just like typically uh, when you meet people, uh, I would say more on the business side than it is on like in just regular life or friends or whatever. Sure, there's people that will give continuously, almost to their own detriment, and there's people that will take continuously, almost to their own detriment of others. Sure, and then there's people that'll match and uh, people that will say, "Hey, I know you're." It's kind of like the value for value stuff you talk about. There's okay. they will say, "Oh." Car, I'll give you these bullets or this meat for your bullets, but it needs to be fair. You okay. know, other people might be like, you, you, Car, I, 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 personally, I'm more of a giver. I'd be like, here you go. So you can just have the bullets. I, I know, I know you'll help me out later on if sure. I ever get in a spot. Um, 
So I think there's just different personalities in that throughout life. And especially on the business side, I don't really think about it on a friend. It's like, we're friends. So I don't think about it like that, but sure. I think of it more of a, uh, on the business side, it talks about like being a giver in business, being a taker in business, being a matcher in business. And, and, yeah. and based on that book, Adam, Adam proposes that, uh, the givers end up uh, long-term being much more, um, I don't want to use that word. I'll, I'll use, uh, being much more, uh, open to uh certain um possibilities sure. and, and uh makes sense bro fruit that wouldn't necessarily be there if it wasn't for it yeah yeah, yeah. it's just d- different philosophies on it doesn't mean it's right or wrong or it's it's complete bullshit because at the end of the day down, like yeah. it's just like you know it's, it's a business I, running a business but it, it's, it's something to be said about and it's so a nice framework some people talk about it i'm always like eh. I wouldn't call they're it pro- bullshit. They're probably a matcher. They're probably a giver. They're probably a taker. I wouldn't call it bullshit. I would just say it's subjective to the relationship. Like I'll, I'll be a giver to you, but I'll be a matcher to somebody else. Oh, interesting. You see what I'm saying? Like I, yeah, some people, you, you haven't built the repertoire with me for me to match anything. Like, what do you mean? Like I'm a, my time is valuable, right? My time is scarce. Uh, you know, I'm highly favored. Like, yeah, yeah I don't have a relationship with you. You either match. Uh, I wouldn't say I ever take because I do. Yeah, I, you're not a taker. Yeah, you're not I, taker. I, I do think even that. Even like today, even like this week when I was like, come on the pod. And yeah. you're like, only if you come on my pod. <laughs> yeah. like, I was like, okay, I, I guess. Should, I guess. I, you I, made I, it sound like that was my plan, but I just thought it was a good idea. I was like, <laughs> yeah. But no, it goes back to who you are. You're like, well, car, I won't feel. To me, I took it as like, oh, a car, I won't feel comfortable unless you come on my pot too. And there's value for value. Oh, uh, that. yeah. That's not what I, how I oh, that's I'm not sorry how it came off that way. Well, on text. I just thought it was a good too. idea. And then uh, you didn't know this, obviously, but like Kevin and I have also been having the conversation of bringing people on. So you oh, kind of okay. like fit that, that spot perfectly. And I oh, know okay. you could just make it. Wait, I was your first guest with just uh, you and Kevin? Correct. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. And he's pumped to have you. I'm always pumped to have Dude, you. Dude, that so. was a good pod. Yeah, I think we're gonna have John from Zap right next. But um, oh, nice! That was an amazing pod. It'll be out tomorrow. Uh, who, depending on when you're listening to this. But yeah, no. So back to the that. Yeah, I, sometimes on the relationship, I, I'll give car whatever. I'll give you the jacket off my back. Um, but yeah, some people it's a just nice jacket. You just don't have the repertoire, bro. Like you just don't. What? Uh, yeah. So I think we're getting close to ending this, but um, yeah, it never ends. What? Uh, <laughs> what was the other thing we wanted to talk about? Oh, pleb. Oh shit. Let's finish it off on that then. That's going to be a good cartel right here. So yeah, so pitch me this thing because you, 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 yeah, just just talk about what you're talking about on the on talk. Go listen to Talking in Bits past episodes where you talked about this. Maybe the one previously from mine. I would yeah, imagine. under the influence five uh, with so, Kevin and Shane. So so talk talk about what you you guys and then and right now I feel like this is just a conversation that people just want to have these days and I don't know why but I imagine it has something to do with me. Um, what I do, I don't know. So I think if you listen to that, and this is not a shameless plug, but I think if you do listen to the episode, you'll get, because I was in the moment there and you'll get a better articulation of what I was trying to say. But I think the TLDR of the conversation, just so I could get your answer is, is basically um, the term pleb and how that's used and if it should always apply. So my thought, my thesis is, is um, I'm not trying to like, like a lot of people who have this argument start to pinpoint the word like, oh, pleb means commoner. Pleb means lower T. I'm not trying to go back to like the Roman definition or the old school definition of pleb. I'm just trying to say for whatever you aspire a pleb to be at some point through proof of work, through education, through uh, your proof of work, uh, through what you give to Bitcoin, you elevate yourself out of that status. And I think what a lot of people are trying to do is they try to use the pleb moniker to kind of just say, oh, we're just builders, so we should always be such. 
That is true. You are the commoner. But at some point, you can't use that term anymore. You have to, whether it's maxi, whatever the next thing is, I'm not here to build that hierarchy. I'm just here to say that when I hear, and I always go to Parker just because he's always around and then I see him a lot. When I, if I were to hear, I'm not saying I have, if I were to hear to uh, hear Parker call himself a pleb in the middle of a thing, I would have to double take on that because I don't consider him a pleb at all. And it has nothing to do with his Bitcoin stack. That's another thing somebody told me. Oh, if you have a lot of Bitcoin, you're not a pleb. No, no, no. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the hierarchy of Bitcoiners. So let me weigh in. Uh, yes, sir. So this is my take on it. Obviously, uh, you know, uh, I have a company uh, that I work for called Plub Lab. <laughs> so yep. doesn't mean I'm speaking to that right now, but I think people want me to voice my opinion on it. Cause you're not, the, to say on it. you're not the first, you're not the first person that has told me this, like, yo car, what do you think about this? Yep. And uh, like, if people want me to comment on it, I guess, I guess I'm going to make a comment on it today. Yes, sir. Um, so personally, I, 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 I'm talking strictly about how I see it and it doesn't mean I'm right or wrong or whatever. But um, if for anybody who cares what I think, I, I think it means different things to different people. I personally believe that. I think when I came in, I thought of myself as a pleb. Uh, to this day, I still think of myself as a pleb, whether that's right or wrong. That's just who I see myself. I think, uh, I think living pleb ain't easy. I say that a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's it's ex- I think it's extremely hard to live pleb. Yeah, uh, and I think there's a lot of Bitcoiners who re- recognize themselves as plebs because they understand how hard it is to to live pleb. Um, doesn't mean that I'm right in that way of thinking or whatever, but I, I think that's just that's one aspect for me. That's how I look at it. Now, I also see it from this other lens, and I think this kind of goes to. I, I should say this too. There was a there was a. Um, there's a tab conf uh, discussion around this very same topic. Mm, interesting. And, and I won't say who was on the panel or whatever, but it's on YouTube. Go check it out. I think it was one of the, mo- the, the, I think it was one of the most boringest uh, panels that I'd seen that week uh, at TabConf. I think it was entirely boring. I'm, uh, the only reason I, I had to sit through it was because we were announcing the hackathon winners right afterwards. Gotcha. But Ideally, I would have not had sat through that. I think it was a complete waste of time yep. uh, because I think going back to what I just said right now, I think it means th- different things to different people and they have different emotions attached to it and all that stuff. Having said that, I had I actually have heard somebody else a lot smarter than me <laughs> say that the term pleb is just generational as far as like the Bitcoiner, you know, if you have if Bitcoins on this timeline since its inception, uh, the, the word pleb is kind of um, generational. I think if you look at prior, and I don't know the history of Bitcoin pretty well as culturally pretty well, but somebody correct me on this. But you know, I think I think the vast majority of us would say we're all Bitcoiners. So that's what we re- recognize. Or we sure. know we're Bitcoiners. Like we know, understand that we're Bitcoiners. Yeah. But I think when you look at specific times in uh, culturally in Bitcoin's history, there is a time when people used to call themselves toxic maximalists or maximalists or extremists, extreme maximalists, whatever that that thing was. Then there was a time where people were calling themselves plebs and like, you know, all this kind of stuff. And I think it's just more generational. And I think right now in this current generation that we're in, I think the term pleb is needed to get shit off the ground. But when I came in in 2021, there was a lot of Bitcoiners that were just sitting on their stacks, not doing exact, not doing shit. Yeah. And if you look at history, there was the plebs that did a lot of significant changes. And if you look back now, and I'm not just calling out myself, but I'm calling out like, all the plebs around the world who have stepped up and done things in their local communities. It, it's a pleb movement 100%. that a lot of this like meetup culture, 
hacker culture, developer culture is because of the plebs. And it really started kicking off right after Jack made that announcement in Bitcoin, right? Yeah. On Bitcoin conference, you know, and, and, and lightning taking off right around the same time. So I think this generation requires that word to get shit off the ground because quite frankly, the Bitcoiners from yesteryear weren't, weren't getting us there and they weren't going to get us there. So to this day, when people are like, oh man, you know, don't be a pleb or don't like, I take that as a fucking badge of honor. Like, of course yeah. I'm a fucking pleb. So that, that's, that's my stance yeah. on it. Obviously people are going to be like, damn, but this is real talk. Definitely the plebs are the builders for sure. That's not negotiable. This is my argument is always the hierarchy, right? So it's like, um, it's not that it, it shouldn't exist. I've never said that. I think it's just more, uh, maxis exist because plebs exist and vice versa. Right. And I think, I think once this, I think once this kind of building phase ends, cause it will at some point, I don't know when that year will be, there'll be a new term and, uh, there'll be these different types of people. Well, that the hierarchy will, starts to build out is my point. Yeah. But and that's it, what it, I mean. it'll probably, it'll probably, this term will go away and somebody else will use a different moniker. Yeah. Whether it's no, like, it's, it just, and then, and then it'll just become that generation will be known because there's going to be people coming in this next cycle, Jose, they're going to look at me, you and other people here and be like, the fuck are these guys doing? They just know they're talking about it all the yeah, time. And yeah. like, like, no, like we're going to come in and actually do this different just in our own generational way, just like we did when we came in yeah. at that time that we came in. So it's, it's, I think it's just natural. I think this is just the way it always has been. We're just this version of the matrix, right? Sure. I, I mean, matrix, as far as like sure. this version of Bitcoiners. It was just a categorization. All systems do. So like, I'm not saying it should get, and I said this on that episode, I'm not saying it should get as messy as the fiat hierarchy. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying is, is that plebs need to be able to excel to be something in their mind frames. People that build eventually don't want to be builders. They want to be uh, runners or owners of something where people build underneath them. That person is no longer considered a pleb, whether they want to call that or not. Uh, they, they, they can say I self-identify, but Parker Lewis is not a pleb. Adam Back is not a pleb, right? Like these dudes started as plebs. That's the entry level. But now in the war example, if we're going to send some people out to DC, we need to have to have these categories because we can't send the pleb for the DC people to take them serious. We need to send the OGs. We need to send those people. So that's what I'm saying. One doesn't live without the other. It just doesn't work that way. Maxis exist because plebs exist and plebs exist because maxis exist. And it's that circle that continues to spin. We need the plebs to come in and build and be able to set the stage. But we also need the people that have been here the longest, that can vouch for it the longest, that have stacked the education, uh, that can write and, and emphasize things that the plebs cannot do in order for all the work that the plebs are doing to be able to shine for the world to be able to see. Without those people, and, 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 and maybe I'm, I'm off on saying this, Without those people ahead of the game, the shoulders for the plebs to build on, I think the plebs would just always stay building. They would never advance to anything because they, they inherently build. That's what they do. And that's what they love to do. So if they don't excel and they have nothing to excel to, then they're always going to be builders. But builders don't sell shit. Builders don't move shit. They're builders, right? Like to a certain extent, I mean, general, generally speaking. So it's like... When you graduate, right? So like, I don't know when the, I'm not setting the rules here. When There's no rules. I'm not saying when you, but what I'm saying is that there's a certain point where it doesn't apply to you anymore. You just can't use that term anymore. You can use it loosely and like, oh yeah, yeah I got pleb tendencies and all that stuff, but they're real plebs, which is you and everybody that's in this building. 
Right. But then there's the upper echelon of that. And those are the ones. I don't think those people are describing themselves as plebs. I've never heard that before. Yeah, no, 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 to not, me, they've always described themselves as Bitcoiners. Right. I'm not using that. I think the vast majority of people in the Bitcoin space describe themselves as Bitcoiners. But I'm not, I'm not saying but that. But I do think there's a, there's a, there's like a, there's this, at least for me, it feels like a wave of people that are just like, let's get rid of the term pleb. And it's that's like. That's where you got me off. I'm not saying that at all. And I'm not using the argument of them. I'm saying if they do, it's off. I'm not saying I hear them call themselves plebs all the time. I'm using that logic to stress my point on the other, on the other part, which is, yes, it's okay to be a pleb, but eventually you can't be a pleb forever. So my, I'm not saying get rid of the term. That's just stupid. That's nonsense. Uh, uh, but what I'm saying is, is be okay with aspiring to be out of like to advance in life. Be be okay I, to, to move. Yeah, I, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you on yeah. your points. I just I've never met a a person who said like I want to be at this level for the rest of my life. I've never. I mean, yes, I guess in the fiat space, but like yeah, amongst Bitcoiners, say, uh, amongst Bitcoiners space, I've never heard that. And even right. even the ones who identify as a plug have never said like I want to just. Stability in my whole life. I have no aspirations. Right, like, to me, that's ne I've never heard that conversation. I, I, I can't, obviously, I'm not like an encyclopedia, so I can't tell you the exact interview or the exact moment, or the, but I have heard people just to try to cater to a pleb crowd basically sit there and say, like, yeah, man, we all plebs. We all pleb. But that person is not a pleb. They're just saying that because they want to be in favor of the pleb crowd. See what I'm saying? And, and, and if anybody wanted to hold yeah, me think, on it, think, I'll go I look think, for that I interview. Think you're thinking more of the culture side of the of the pleb culture. Just side don't call yourself of, a pleb fan. That, yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, like like it's 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 like the, it's interesting. It's an interesting thing. And like I said, I don't no know. right or wrong answers. I, I don't know anything. Uh obviously we're seeing know, sure. obviously we're seeing more and more projects and startups call themselves pleb. I think pleb AI just launched. So like it's not gonna go away. Like so I don't want it to. It, like, I don't so think it should. I, I think, think I think it's the entryway for Bitcoin is is being a pleb. And I, I, I like also I I just think it's just this generation right now that's calling themselves that and like and for the record, sure, I didn't choose the name. <laughs> like there's a great it, name, but but like you know that that was that was something that was it's, it's not to be frowned upon. But to, it, but, to, it, but to me like to me like personally, I consider myself a Bitcoiner, but I definitely live pleb though. Right. That make, I don't know if that's I don't know what what that definition would be, but. I definitely am a Bitcoiner yeah. and I definitely live pleb. It's definitely not something to be shunned about. It's just that the hierarchy needs to be talked more about. And this is not to the plebs. This is directly to those people. Like I said, if you ever find yourself and you've been in Bitcoin, X, I don't know the rules, X amount of times that you, you have a certain stature, don't sit in front of people and say, we're all plebs. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Because it doesn't apply to you because like you just said. Let them do what they want, Jose. You I say not to. That's phony. That's yeah. the argument I'm bringing to the table. Okay, so it gets it gets down to that. Okay, it's phony, bro. Because you, like you should be proud to have moved on from pleb status, right? First and foremost, so you don't have to say we're all plebs, and you can articulate yourself better. Because when I hear somebody who's not an obvious pleb basically say they're a pleb, I actually think about nah. I know my man Card. That's a pleb. You ain't it, sir. You yeah. you phony. Yeah, don't throw me in that. Uh, but why? You just said it yourself. You live in a pleb life. Yeah, but it's just they not. It's just like uh, I don't. I'm not telling anybody what they can't call themselves. It's cultural if, appropriation. If they want to call themselves a, a giraffe, that's okay. <laughs> but I'm allowed to raise my hand and say, "Yo, you are not a giraffe, giraffe sir." Not a giraffe. So I'm. That's you're cool. right. They, anybody can do whatever. They, apparently, in this world, I mean, dudes could go in females' bathrooms. <laughs> Right, so you anybody oh, can do whatever they want. This is getting spicy. Yes, let's keep going. They can do whatever they want, but I can also put my hand up and say, "Sir, in case you didn't realize it, you're using that wrong." That's my right as well. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. So hey, I, don't, hey, I don't know shit about shit. 
Good convo, man. Too strong